Blog Talk Radio. And welcome to Community Garden Revolution. My name is Mary Hugo. We're so glad you're here this week. We have a full schedule coming up. I'm telling you, we're excited. So uh, bottom line, uh, we want to tell you more about community gardens and get the word out there. So we're signing up with other uh, ways of getting our show out there. Uh, very excited. Don't know what it really means, to be honest with you, but <laughs> we just keep adding. So we're also going to be on Podbean, www.podbean.com. And uh, we're going to go ahead and load up more uh, of our shows on the Spreaker.com so that you can see those on YouTube. And uh, we don't know if we'll do the uh, this year or not the um, Skype uh, stuff to talk to different people around the world yet. But um, we are going to go ahead and do some interviews again from people we've already done, people from England, Canada, and, of course, here across the nation. So uh, we're going to see how all that works. We want to add more specialty kind of interviews, and we did not get to the uh, companies for the catalogs. We may go ahead and see if there's a few that will do something before the season because I'll tell you, once you hit May, June, uh, those are tough months uh, because those folks make money. Uh, that's the time they got money between about November, December, all the way up to, you know, the summertime here. So um, we see different – we go out and around when we do our errands. We see different stores, you know, what they're doing and try to keep up with what what's going on because uh, the USDA has already stated that uh, the uh, growing season or going out and planting things uh, is uh, further along than it normally is. And we agree here because we're seeing that here. Uh, we uh, have already started buying seeds. We're uh, only got you know a few plants because we're kind of holding off on it uh, because we're not sure about the season. And uh, we've been through that before, where it was like a month later. Uh, we thought it was very unique about uh, six, seven years ago when we were able to plant things in April and be able to enjoy lettuce. It was strange, but we enjoyed it, love it because we can clip that off and put it in with our other. Uh, lettuce that we purchase and it augments our salad of course we sit there going oh we grew this we grew this yes did you know we grew this we grew this <laughs> which is always fun we've done that for decades so we're not into the ball game but it's always fun when you grow something and you're eating it i think uh, we you know even when we've done tomatoes and potatoes little potatoes and uh instead of it growing uh the full size uh, uh one year uh we grew um I can't remember what the potatoes were called. And uh, instead of it being like good-sized potatoes, it came out like small potatoes, kind of like a Yukon potato kind of thing. And they were so cute, and we ate it, and we just, oh, we were just so happy as a a lark because it was something that we did. So um, we still, decades later, are very excited about what we grow because we know it's good for us. And uh, uh, that's why I think we uh, are very fortunate and lucky that by eating the vegetables and fruits that we have, uh, our skin tones are a lot better, and um, uh, we uh, are healthier. Uh, we had a healthy um, season this past winter. We're so blessed. And uh, then also uh, we can fight off uh, infections a little bit better. Now, it doesn't mean that our immune, immune system sometimes are down uh, because it does happen. Uh, but uh, by fruits and vegetables, folks, I kid you not, whenever I see um, that someone is sick, I always tell them eat your fruits and vegetables. Be sure to eat your fruits and vegetables because uh, when, once you're sick, those items are better for you. And we like orange juice in our diet. Uh, we do like to see that. 
Um, we'd like to know pulp uh, stuff if we can, uh, but uh, we do like to have that kind of uh, stuff in our system uh, because it helps fight off whatever it is that uh, is around. And you know that the strains of the flu the last two or three years has been odd. And this year, uh, the second strain, which came much later in the season, was severe is what the CDC called it, a uh, severe strain. So uh, the strains are a lot different. They're a lot stronger than they used to be. And when people get sick, they are violently sick. So uh, we've been fortunate that we've had uh, careers uh, that we can kind of guide when we're out and around people. Uh, we are uh, very lucky in that. Uh, we know that that's not the norm. Uh, but uh, we keep with that because that's what works for us. Uh, during the winter time, there's a certain period of time we do not get out and around very much except to the grocery store. And even then you can get something. And uh, this past year I tried a little bit of a, a situation. I had a few doctor's appointments uh, there in December. I was tired of uh, catching a bug. We didn't catch the flu, thank God. But we catch, we catch a bug every so often, and uh, I was just tired of it. So uh, I went ahead and I uh, changed uh, some of my appointments. Uh, well, all of them really it was three of them, and uh, changed them. And uh, one doctor's office was kind of like, huh? <laughs> and I said, look, if you want to see me, it's going to be either this month or this month, and that's it. You know, whatever. So uh, you have to stand up to them. Uh, but uh, we came out far ahead uh, the week between Christmas and New Year's. It's usually uh, if I catch a bug or something, that's when I catch something, and then usually around February, and uh, didn't catch a thing. And uh, a family member that I stay with right now, uh, she and I both commented that, you know, it was kind of strange that we didn't have to combat something because it would be like a one-day bug is what we've uh, lately gotten. And we were just – it was just wild. I mean, we just did not – catch anything and we were like there's something wrong with this picture but we're grateful for it but uh we uh, are going to do that from here on in because it's not worth it uh i have uh alcohol pads in the trunk of my car which i've had for years um because of uh what i have done in the past i've been in financing and uh, i had 10 years that if i wanted to eat anything it had to be in the car uh it was just you know I have to go to this appointment or that appointment so um, I always have handy wipes in the back of the car. I still do because when you do uh, the, um, you know, the gasoline, uh, uh, that's one of the dirtiest things that's there is that gasoline handle. So uh, so after I do the gasoline handle, I get out my handy wipes, and the gals that I pay to, they are used to it, so they're not turned off by it. At first, I think it took them off guard, but they knew that I uh, wanted to make sure I was going to be healthy. And uh, so uh, now they just take it in stride. It's really kind of funny. But uh, do be careful with yourself. When you go in a store, do use the alcohol wipes to wipe off the uh, part of your uh, cart. And uh, just do what you can. I mean, when I get back uh, home from errands, I always wash my hands and I always wash my face. Always wash my face because I can feel, I always tell my mom, I said, I can feel people on me. <laughs> And uh, you don't want their coughing stuff and their whatever it is that they're blown out and whatever. And some people have some bad coughs this year. I mean, this year I think I've heard more bad coughs. So uh, you just have to take care of yourself and be defensive. Uh, we don't care who it hurts or whatever because we're at home. I mean, they don't know we wash our hands and face. So uh, you just have to be careful for yourself. So um, good luck to you in the rest of the season. I think the CDC said it would be even up to May 
that uh, the flu season can affect people, and I know several people that are still sick from what they've gotten from somewhere, and uh, good luck to you. But eat those fruits and vegetables. <laughs> Don't miss a fruits and vegetables. Okay, so we're going to go back here uh, here in a moment, and we're going uh, to listen about the vegetable orchestra that's there in uh, Vienna, or- Vienna Orchestra, Vienna, Austria, and then uh, a few little ditties from the uh, USDA, uh, particularly about food safety, and um, we'll be right back. You're listening to Community Garden Revolution. My name is Mary Huckel, and we're glad you're here this week. <laughs> Community Garden Revolution. My name is Mary Huckel, and I am so glad you're here this week. We have a lot of different things to talk about. It's it's always a plethora of things. Uh, we're so glad that uh, we had the opportunity to tell you the information uh, because we want to give you some tips and ideas of what to be aware of and to improve your life. And uh, we know that a lot of people are, are cleaning out their community gardens and getting those straightened up. We hear about people that still want to start some more. We hear about people that want to get a better organizational thing in their, their town. I know my town has about four groups that they're trying to put their heads together and see how they can do something uh, to have more of a uh, overlook in the town. Uh, we were supposed to have something like that about four or five years ago, but um, got a mayor there that um, we just have some weird mayors. Uh, I asked the question of uh, how are you going to water these things, and uh, boy, that stopped everything in the tracks. And it's too bad because we have about four to eight uh, different groups of people that wanted to start community gardens. And, uh, you know, sometimes people are stupid, and uh, the need is too great. Like in our area, we have all the counties around us that they make more money, five to $10,000 minimum. A lot of them are 10000 above us, and we're the ones that are supposed to be the food hub or the – not the food hub, the shopping hub and the finance hub and whatever of our region. So uh, that's too bad for uh, – that's too bad, I think, for the citizens. I, I, I've always thought that was too bad. But uh, the need is great in our county versus the other counties, and uh, don't thwart people that want to do community gardens because the need is too great to feed your people. And just like in Venezuela, when they don't want to feed their people and they turn off the electricity, it's just stunning, absolutely stunning to me. But uh, people are animals, and uh, there's that sector that's always going to be the animal side of, uh, of life. And you have to somehow get around them. You have to go by them, through them, whatever it is, uh, over them a lot. But get around them. Uh, trash is trash is what I always say. Trash is trash, <laughs> no matter what color people are. And uh, our prayers and thoughts do go to people of Venezuela who are just hungry, eating out of garbage trucks sometimes for, for food. Just stunning. Uh, other nations, you know, we've talked about this about three or four years ago, who were uh, starting to eat more bugs uh, for protein. So, so in case something happens, they run out of food, they have at least bugs uh, to eat. And uh, some farmers in some very poor nations are now making money hand over fist because not only are they selling the bugs, but they're putting it with flavors. So you can get something with maybe cinnamon or you get something maybe with barbecue sauce or maybe you get something with, you know, cheddar cheese or whatever. But the U.N. supposedly is now pushing, I don't know why, but the U.N. is now pushing that people should eat more bugs to help save the uh, the world. Uh, I kind of question what, what their motive is. 
but um, the uh, UN uh, to pick on something like that, that's kind of interesting. But uh, anyway, uh, we do want to make sure we have as many community gardens as we can. We can get rid of, we can eradicate most of the hunger if we start more community gardens. And it's cost-effective. Uh, sure, donate to the food pantries. Donate to your food banks. Uh, if you have a garden at home or if you have a garden, a community garden, uh, be sure to plant an extra row and donate those to your food banks and food pantries. And I've known uh, some community gardens that do take the opportunity and, and don't do- donate to their nearest uh, food uh, pantry. That could be a church or school uh, or another group. But bottom line, the need is so great. Uh, so uh, those are the things that go first, folks, the first things that go. So uh, fresh items people want. We're going to go ahead and tell you about food safety tips before a possible power outage and afterwards. We're in the month of April in our area in the Midwest, and they're getting a storm, big storm uh, out in Kansas, Missouri, and uh, the northern uh, states uh, today. As a matter of fact, we've had two different uh, big storm situations of of a tornado weather. We had one about three weeks ago where we had six hours of one continuous tornado uh, siren warning going after the other. Uh, fortunately, we didn't have any that hit us. Uh, we had one in the region, I think, uh, but it did damage on uh, like farm buildings and that kind of thing. So we were very fortunate it didn't actually uh, get too many suburbs or whatever. But there was damage in other parts of the nation. So, um, But we had that one day, six hours of hearing sirens, one after the other, it's a pain in the butt. But uh, we had one about 10 years ago where we had 15 to 30 um, uh, tornadoes go by, actual tornadoes. And uh, one of them did hit uh, around the Louisville, Kentucky, and the Indiana side uh, of that area. But um, do be careful and do be aware that things can happen with the weather. And uh, I think out Midwest, out uh, far west, they're supposed to get some snow and ice, not ice, snow and rain, heavy rain, big bad winds. Um, so be careful. Do be careful. I think it goes above us, but we're still supposed to get stormy kind of weather today. But uh, we'll see. All right. Well, here we go. Uh, here's uh, this uh, information from the USDA about food safety tips. We've already seen catastrophic flooding in many areas, tornadoes, uh, thunderstorms with accompanying loss of power for many homes, even if they were not directly in the path of the storm or the floodwaters. And outages in these kinds of situations can range from only a few hours to a few days. Warnings about approaching flood storms and possible power losses can also range from an hour ahead up to a day or two. This time of year, the Agriculture Department's Meat and Poultry Hotline gets a lot of calls from people who either want to try to do things ahead to prevent loss of food in their freezers and refrigerators from a possible power loss or who are coming back to their homes after a big power loss. So on the prep side, Janelle Goodwin with the hotline says if your freezer or freezers are not completely full of something, it would be a good idea to fill them up because your freezer will keep food safe for 24 hours if it's half full and 48 hours if it's completely full. For things like deep freezers, those of course can last a lot longer if you have it completely full. If you don't have enough food, 
to fill the freezer, then fill it with bags of water. Let it freeze into ice. Even jugs of water would work. You just want to make sure that any free space is filled with either ice or frozen food. Now, if you're not evacuating your home during the possible upcoming outage, Goodwin suggests you get a cooler or two filled with ice. Put some of the refrigerated items you use the most in those coolers so you cut down on opening that refrigerator door, which reduces the amount of time the fridge or freezer can keep your perishables at a temperature that prevents food poisoning bacteria from multiplying. Oh, so another idea to prepare for the power outage is to have thermometers for the freezer and the fridge to check and make sure that they are at or below the safety level. 40 degrees Fahrenheit or below for the refrigerator and in zero degrees Fahrenheit or below for the freezer. And later on, you'll need to check the foods themselves, so you want to have a food thermometer handy. If you're unsure about an item, just take the internal temperature of the food. If it registers at 40 degrees Fahrenheit or below, then it would still be safe. In lieu of a food thermometer, Janelle says for stuff that's been in the unpowered freezer. If the item still has ice crystals or they're very cold to touch as if they've been refrigerated the whole time, they're still safe, and you can safely allow those to refreeze. But if foods are not really cold to the touch and the fridge and freezers have been off longer than you expected, Janelle says. Don't eat it. Don't. It's not worth the risk. Now, you say it doesn't smell or look bad, but she says bacteria like salmonella and E. coli don't smell. You say, I'm going to cook it really well, kill the bacteria. Janelle says, yeah, the bacteria may be dead, but some of them will have had a chance to produce toxins that can make you sick, and those stay after cooking. If you have questions about this subject or any food safety subject, call the Meat and Poultry Hotline, 1-888-MP-HOTLINE. That's 1-888-MP-HOTLINE. Or go online, search for askkaren.gov. Ask Karen. In Washington, Gary Crawford for the U.S. Department of Agriculture. Thanks, Gary Crawford. And also, uh, do remember that, uh, now, of course, we work on this as best we can. I have for about two decades, maybe three. Two decades for sure. Um, it could be three, though, uh, to be honest with you, <laughs> because uh, it could be three. Okay, so basically what I do is uh, during the wintertime, uh, I don't know why I don't do this too much in the s- summer and spring, <laughs> but the wintertime, I make sure that my gas tank is uh, not ever below a quarter of a tank uh, down in gas. Now, sometimes we can get it down as far as half of a tank, but um, we're not as good as we used to be at this. But uh, I made sure um, that was a nothing below a quarter of a tank. And the reason why is because you don't know about these storms coming up and when you can get away to get gas. And uh, you don't want to be caught in a situation where you can't get out if you had to escape. So that's my uh, thing that I push. Uh, We try to do that as best we can in the summer. We do a lot of running around or errands at that time. And I like to do a little traveling each spring and fall. So um, we go up to uh, uh, another town for some of my medical doctors and a uh, four-hour drive, lovely time. I count that as my vacation time, even though I'm going to see doctors. But uh, it's a great time to get away, and we're around different situations, more positive uh, views of life, and uh, it's just enjoyable. We just have a great time. So, um, But that's me. <laughs> but uh, I would make sure that you have enough gas uh, in the cars because it is a different time than it used to be, and you don't want to be caught uh, with not having the right uh, amount of gas in your car. I can remember 911 that day that people were in lines getting gas, and I was too. I was about the fourth car or something of that sort, maybe that that particular turnstile. And um, just make sure that you have enough gas in case something happens. 
Uh, it is different times, and we just have to be aware. Uh, you have to be more careful, too, uh, just what it is. Uh, also, this is a time to look at the stores and see what they've got that's going to be exciting and fun to put in your community garden. Uh, we're seeing in our stores right now that uh, they're slowly getting out things, again, it's because of the weather. Uh, we've discussed that before on the show, uh, that uh, the growing season is a little bit later than it used to be uh, for this year. And it's because we've seen so much rain or we've seen so much snow. We've not seen that much snow per se. We've seen uh, flakes or just covering the ground, which I'm okay with. Uh, but it's been a few times. It hasn't been just one or two. So uh, other places have been hit more. But uh, it's just a little different growing season this year coming. So just get used to it. Um, if you have the opportunity, you'll also look at uh, which we've done. Look at different new magazines that are coming out or magazines that uh, are now focusing on doing more with fruits and vegetables. I noticed on the NCAA uh, ads yesterday, we were watching a, a game uh, between uh, Virginia and uh, Auburn. And there were two ads that had fruits uh, and vegetables uh, that were inside the, uh, the ads. I was so excited. Um, I don't know what the change is and what the thing was, but I thought it was so exciting to see fruits and vegetables that were mentioned more for these students, uh, you know, the ads that were going on. Um, I should have darn remembered what uh, companies they were to shoot. But anyway, uh, there is one group that I'm going to be uh, talking to them this week uh, about uh, some new product that they have going out. And I hope to tell you next week. Let me talk to them first and see if they'll do an interview and or if they'll give me information. Um, I think you'll think it's exciting as I did when I saw it. So, um, there are just lots of changes that people are doing. Uh, the, of course, the fruit guys, if you call the fruit guys, uh, www fruit guys, and they've been around for I don't know, 15 years maybe. Uh, but they're out west, but they all go along all across the United States. And instead of like little vending things that are at your office for candy, they do it with fruit. Talk to them. See if there's something that you can do for your your place of business. Um, they are a great company, would love to talk with you. Uh, so um, give them the time of day. I think you're going to uh, uh, like the idea that people can go ahead and get apples and bananas and other kinds of like uh, granola bars and that kind of thing for uh, eating their snacks uh, versus like a candy bar. Now, don't get me wrong. I like a good candy bar myself. Uh, I'd, I'd, I'd eat one here sitting here if I had one. <laughs> That's about my vices, <laughs> the colas and the, the, the candy bars, just what my doctors don't want me to eat. But, um, oh, they know, you know, to be human, you got to once in a while. But, uh, but anyway, but they may look at, but the, my doctors may look at me like, mm-hmm. <laughs> That's okay. I look at them back going, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's happening. So we're going to go ahead and listen to something from the vegetable uh, orchestra because I'm talking too much. Let's see. Um, let's see if we can find something real fast that they're playing. Here. No. Let me see if I can find something real fast for you um, because I don't want you to miss out. We've, I think we've had that in the magazine last year, as a matter of fact. But uh, we're going to play a little ditty about them because I think it's cool. They're using vegetables for uh, orchestra, orchestra instruments. And then we realized it's not really music. It's not 
Yum, yum. <laughs> I think that's awesome. And, uh, you know, they just put a cut here, cut there, or they made some uh, hollow, and then they blow in, you know, for instruments, and uh, they beat them with a little, little uh, drumstick or whatever the hay, or go across them. So um, I think that's cool. Now, do remember to look out for the Community Garden Magazine. Look out for the latest issue. We appreciate your help in uh, going to that, www.communitygardenmagazine.com. That's www.communitygardenmagazine.com. And you're listening to Community Garden Revolution. We're glad you're here this week. We appreciate it, and it's going to be a great growing season, so get out there and start your community gardens and get them ready. So uh, we appreciate it. This is Community Garden Revolution. Have a great Community Garden Day. I'm Mary Hugel.